0: Welcome back to the Wolverine Live, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight between Michigan basketball revival, Michigan football in spring, football right now. Uh, I'm John Borton. We're here with Tom Crawford, our weekly guest on this segment. Tom, uh, welcome back to the Wolverine Live, and as I said, I'm looking forward to uh, kicking it around tonight on all both of these topics, but a lot. To do with uh, Michigan basketball right now?
1: Yeah, since that loss in the, in Madison a few weeks ago, Michigan suddenly has a relevant basketball season, three wins in a row, and uh, huge opportunities to uh, to put themselves in the NCAA tournament. This uh, this Nick these next two regular season games, and obviously at the Big Ten tournament in Chicago.
0: No doubt about it. We'll be talking all about that, and we'll be doing it uh, with the help of a new sponsor that i want to introduce before we jump into our topics tonight uh brand new sponsor to the wolverine live vitamin energy is a power a powerful naturally caffeinated energy shot that nourishes your body with vitamins supports healthy weight loss and boosts energy for seven plus hours with no jitters or sugary crash uh lots of good things to talk about in terms of this sponsor, in terms of its product. Uh, They show you uh, that their mission is to make people healthier and more energized one day at a time. Uh, Best, this product is best for hardworking adults that need extra energy and are seeking a healthier lifestyle. Uh, They've got benefits in every shot, national and naturally, caffeinated shot, uh, green tea extract, it's gluten-free, vegan and kosher certified, keto-friendly, zero sugars and artificial colors, zero carbs. There's something for everyone. The uh, immune and mood booster, the B12, the vitamin D, workout plus, sport plus, focus shots and more. And again, remember, no jitters, no crash, supports gut health, energy with benefits. Let them help you through your day and be your best version of yourself. And uh, you can check them out on vitaminenergy.com. And if you use the code Wolverine Bogo, that's Wolverine B-O-G-O, all caps Bogo, you buy uh, one f- and then you get one for free with that code Wolverine capital B-O-G-O. And that is at vitaminenergy.com. Go check them out. And I'll tell you what, I can't imagine someone that would need vitamin energy to get energized, but I think uh, as much as Tom Crawford is naturally energized, but... <laughs> We're, we're going to give Tom a shot of this and and see how yeah. uh, if he can take it to a, even a, the next level and it, it'll help me catch up with uh, the one and only Tom Crawford.
1: Hey, hey! If it helps me in the jitters, I'm all about that because I had plenty of jitters on Sunday at Chrysler <laughs> Arena two o'clock until you know after that overtime period and, because that was a nerve-wracking game. So I could use a product such as this to you know to to make me jitter-free. And, uh, no, sounds like a great product and love to uh, embrace that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said at the opening, John, excited about this basketball season, this tail end of it thereof.
0: And, and can you imagine where where we were not all that yeah. long ago? I mean, we were talking about Michigan almost being dead in the water. We were talking about this is not going to happen for this Michigan basketball team. All of a sudden we're in the midst of a Michigan basketball revival, that uh, has Michigan taking down Michigan State, uh, miraculously pulling one out against Wisconsin. That was something else at Chrysler Arena uh, when, uh, when Hunter Dickinson loads up the, the 30-footer. And, and just to even make the inbounds catch is one thing. But, and we're going to be talking more about that shot. But just, just the turnaround in the last couple of weeks has been uh, something else to behold.
1: Yeah, granted, it's 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 been three games. I mean, that that Madison game was uh, was three games ago. They've won three in a row, but they've beaten three quality teams. And it's, and it's how they've won the game. It's how they've looked up how how they look optically to us, and what they're doing, and what players are stepping up. And the fact, Jed Howard, uh, you know, got hurt in the Michigan State game, uh, missed the Rutgers game, and was slated to to at least give it a go potentially. We heard on Sunday morning, I was tweeting with some insider texting with some insiders, and. uh but Juan, as he said in the post-game presser, he had the final say on that. They're not going to go ahead and practice. And uh, look what's happened, you know, uh, Kobe Bufkin, huge, huge, and Doug McDaniel and Hunter Dickinson. And we saw what well, the, the game at Thursday night at the rack at Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers was a hungry team. Rutgers is a very uh, defensive team, physical team. It's 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 hard to execute in a half court against Rutgers. And look what Michigan did. In that game, they won a 13 point win in the road, where very few teams, if any, have, have won at Rutgers this year. So, um, yeah, daunting task ahead, John, at mm-hmm. Illinois, at oh, Indiana. No. I mean, how can you slice it? Uh, we said it a long time ago. I said, they got to get this thing conquered before that last weekend because look what they got in, in Champaign at State Farm Arena and then going to Bloomington and Assembly Hall. That's tough. That's tough sledding. I'm not, if, well, they grabbed one, um, yeah. if they grab one,
0: that would be great. Yeah. Oh, it would be great. Yeah. yeah, we will We will talk about what happens if they grab one uh, because I think a split would be absolutely mammoth for them. But let's oh, yeah. talk for a minute about what they have done and what they did just recently. That Sunday game, uh, I, I still can't quite get over it because this was a game that, that Michigan had control of for a while. They're up 11 and then they start to slide and it's like, oh, brother, we've seen this movie before, and this is not uh, – it, it doesn't end well. So, yeah. and, and But then for – you've got a second in some change. You've got to inbound the ball, and you've got to somehow come up with a three-pointer. And you know uh, the Badgers are living at the three-point line, and you had a ball that was lobbed and completely turned Hunter Dickinson around. And uh, makes the catch, hits the shot. Nice. Tom Crawford, that's Michigan's biggest shot in terms of tournament hopes since when?
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring that up. We talked that, talking to Clayton in the in the post presser about that. You know, we're trying to go back. What, what were the big shots? I, obviously, this. You know, in my mind, and in the others as well, fellow media colleagues, the Trey Burke shot, obviously in 2013 in, in Dallas. Uh, to lift Michigan into, into that overtime situation with Kansas. Ultimately the Elite Eight with that win, and then they and then they went to the final, they went to the title game. Okay. That's that's right up there. And and the Jordan Poole thing, I mean, well, the thing with the Trey, the Trey Burke shot, that tied and forced the over team. But but the Jordan Poole shot against Houston was a walk-off win, needing a two. They only had less than, what, two seconds, 2.1, 2.2, or something like that, they got to go the full 94. And you remember that Muhammad Ali Abdul-Rahman, that he made that little dip move in, drew the deep, and then dished it out to Jordan. I think it was him who delivered the pass. That shot I will never forget. I will never, ever forget that shot. And it was so – critical because it got, you know, got Michigan into the sweet 16. And then they're off to the right. Ra- they went to LA and it got off to the races That was huge. But there's been other shots, you know, I mean, uh, Ricky Green went, uh, you know, Ricky Green in 1975, people, you know, Ricky Green, you know, you know who Ricky Green was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I sure of- do. State. And this is when the first round where there was only 32 teams. And if he misses a shot, they go home. They end up in the title game against Indiana. So, I mean, this was in the first round. That was a game when he literally a walk off shot, like one second, one second to go. You know, I mean, that one, that one's hard. There's been other shots, Mark Lozier against Michigan State, walk off. Yeah. I mean, there's been other ones. But when it comes to what you set the criteria wise, tournament orientation, whatever, leading the, leading up to NC2A participation, this, one, this one's in the top five. I mean.
0: No doubt about it. And I would call it Jordan Poole esque with some major distinctions between the two because on the one hand jordan Poole, this was in the ncaa tournament and it pushes michigan eventually deep into the tournament when it didn't have to be that way but this one i mean you're not talking about a, a very talented uh you know sort of swingman guard forward uh gets the shot off he's set and you you know that he that that's a specialty of his. This this is a seven-one, big man who has to make a great catch on the inbound pass, wheel around, get a dribble in, and get a shot a, a three-pointer over. Now let's not, you know, short Hunter Dickinson on deep shots. He's what shooting forty percent or near yeah. as yeah. Uh, from three-point range, yeah. but to do it under those circumstances. With that much on the line, I mean, there would be a lot of people still saying if that shot had not gone in, okay, yes, Michigan is – they're done. Unless they go to Sunday at least in the, uh, in the Big Ten tournament, they're done. And you know what? Uh, he makes the shot. And now you've got people saying Michigan is just out of the tournament – Some saying Michigan is just in the tournament as like the last, last in first out sort of thing. And it's uh, all turned on, on those few seconds.
1: Yeah. Well, let's, let's go back to the shot first of all. Um, And that was option two. Juwan said this in the postgame presser option one was Joey Baker. And, um, and he got snuffed out on that. And, you know, it was a great, a great entry pass from Terrence Williams, you know, I mean, that was a tough pass. And Michigan, ironically, you know, I mean, when, when Kobe got his shot blocked, I didn't have a lot of hope. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but, I mean, that, that would look pretty dismal situation to get oh, a good yeah. look at, at two-point whatever it was. But a great, you know, Michigan has struggled over the years from that inbound position along the baseline. But T. Will just nailed it. You know, he's, Joey's not up. You know, option one is done, and he lost he lost it to – to Hunter and then Hunter. Hunter knows he he said he told us he knew you know two seconds is you got time to to plant your feet and, and really it's not like you just gotta let it let it rip right mm-hmm. upon up contact with your palms or your hands. So he he, he set himself he squared his shoulders and it was crazy. And you know it's like Iowa hitting a three to be you know to force overtime against Michigan State. Typically when you look at I'd love to see the stats on this uh, the team that you know has the has a walk-off game tying three or two to force OT. My God, you got to go with the home team, the momentum. And I thought the Michigan crowd, I thought uh, you know, the Michigan State game was they were pretty vibrant, but this Michigan crowd, when they needed to, to, to bring it, was, was solid on on Sunday, and they had a lot to do with that win.
0: So you you mentioned the home venue, and that is certainly a, a big factor in uh... The difference between losing one to MSU up in East Lansing, losing at the Kohl Center, winning these at home. But the, I, there are other differences in this team just of late, I think. And um, my I watched them and their ability to uh, to get shots and get, you know, just, just the fact that they got that shot um, late in the game by Kobe Bufkin. That that was a good shot. Now, I, I really think if he hesitates a split second longer, that the guy flies right by him, the yeah. defender, and he gets off yeah. a, a good shot. But, you know, you're under those circumstances, and you don't want the buzzer to go off before you get your shot off. But I, I'm seeing um, an increasing maturity in this team, oh. and I see it in Kobe Bufkin. I see it in Doug McDaniel he's having games right now that uh, that freshman guard and there's a maturity now there, uh, you know, you got people talking about Kobe Buffkin all of a sudden as an NBA player at some point. And so Tom Crawford, I want you to uh, talk about the things that you have seen that we weren't sure that this team could get to before it was too late this year in terms of of growing up in terms of maturity, in terms of the things that they're doing right now.
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to hit on Doug McDaniel and Kobe Bufkin, you know, in in a second here. But let me start. Let me start with Terrence Reed Jr. because hmm. you go to that Michigan State game, and this all started with the Michigan State game. And the Michigan State game was unique because of all the emotion involved, and there was a lot of Michigan State fans in there. I mean, it you you really couldn't tell that certain like who's the home team here. It was crazy. Um, and I knew Michigan State fans would find their way into Chrysler. But Michigan responded well down. That game was, was tied under two. And then Kobe hits the big three. They get a stop. And then Doug McDaniels has Doug McDaniels has, a, has a dish to Hunter, who hit the three, and it's game over. But Terrace Reed, those were big plays. But Terrace Reed was the guy who, when he was in there with Hunter, crossed Michigan State a bunch of fits in, in terms of rebounding. I mean, Michigan had a 38-25 advantage over Michigan State rebound. That is unheard of during the Tom Izzo era. And, and you know, this is after that pathetic lack of effort rebounding performance against Wisconsin in Madison. So that was big. And then now back to Kobe, and you're exactly right. Doug McDaniels, I mean, Doug McDaniel is, is has been phenomenal. And, and I talked to him after the state game and, and asked him, you know, do you, do you really, do you feel like a freshman? He says, no way. I don't feel like no one called me a freshman. I'm a leader on the team. I mean, he's he's taking the ownership as a leader of this team. And this was a you know, a team where Jalen Llewellyn was supposed to the transfer, the next Devontae Jones or Mike Smith was supposed to be the leader of the team. So he's had to evolve over time. And and he's done a tremendous job. He's got a lot of confidence. And then Kobe, you're right. Kobe Bufkin. You know, I hope he doesn't get too good. I mean, I think he's, you know, from my understanding, he's a 2024 lotto pick. Let's keep it that way. Let's Mm -hmm. get him back next year, hopefully, from a Michigan standpoint. But he has got an all-around game to him. It is phenomenal how much his game. And we know how – we talked about this last year, John. When you get to Chrysler an hour before the game, there's Kobe getting shots up. I saw Kobe after the game. After a loss, he's getting shots up. Okay? So this is the kind of guy he is. So that doesn't surprise me that Doug
0: and Kobe have improved so much. And you talk about two guys running with an opportunity. A year ago, Kobe Bufkin got in some games, but was kind of—he he looked a little like a fish out of water, a little yeah. too slight, a little too easily pushed around. Um, Doug McDaniel was uh, nowhere to be seen. He was still in high school, and yet—and he was not supposed to be the guy, as you already mentioned uh Llewellyn was uh going to be the starting point guard he gets hurt all of a sudden you've got uh, these two young men who um certainly Kobe Bufkin had high hopes for this year and and so did Doug McDaniel because he's if you've been around him he's a confident young man but all of a sudden this huge opportunity opens up for them and as they and what did we say uh, a month, a month and a half ago, as these guys grow and mature, that's where Michigan chan- Michigan's chances lie. And that has been borne out in in what we have seen out of this team of late, uh, even after some. And here I'm raising my hand. I'm, I'm guilty as charged. If you want to say, well, wait a minute, you were saying that uh, I don't know, they they were in real trouble. and. They were, um, and they're still teetering. Yeah, they're they're, still teetering. There, I I I liked uh, what Saudi Washington had to say uh, just in uh, in the on Michigan radio uh, last night. He was saying we're still fighting for our lives. We're still, you know, everything's hanging in the balance. But it's so much different and so much better than it was, you know, three four weeks ago.
1: Well, you know, um, here we're on this podcast, and I want to throw the X-Factor name that we haven't even addressed yet. His name is Jed Howard, okay? Mm-hmm. Howard's been starting all year, but he had the injury. And, um, I, you know, I'm trying to think of the – I think I time-stamped in my mind when Jed got – he got injured in the Michigan State game, uh, I don't know, eight or ten minutes ago. It was tied, you know. It, it, but um, – and, and people have varied opinions. I'm, I'm with a lot of a highly opinionated Michigan – uh, basketball. Uh, experts. So you know, passionate. So fans, you, okay. so you yeah. fit
0: right in. In other I, words, I, yeah,
1: right. on, the topic, <laughs> on the topic of Jet Howard. Okay, so Jet Howard is this, Okay, and um, Jet Howard is to Michigan is like uh, Jalen Hood Sca- Scafino is at Indiana. Marvelous talent that people sometimes get frustrated with because he looks like he's going against the grain sometimes and kind of does things on his own. I know a lot of Indiana fans that listen to they don't even like it. the guy lit up Purdue with 30, 35. They still don't like mm-hmm. him for some reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Jet Howard has been out for these last three games. And I've seen it. We've talked about this half time with my friends. Doug McDaniel is a different player without Jet Howard on the floor. I mean, he's in more command of the game. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, I, I just think Jet Howard can contribute when he gets healthy to this team. But I think somebody on the fort, John, uh, I think it was on the fort, suggested that uh Jet Howard be the the Vinny Johnson of the team, the microwave. You know, remember right, the right. Christmas team? I thought that was a, great, was a great analysis where Jet Howard could be that instant offense instead of starting, because it seems like when Hunter and Jet are on the floor, offensively Michigan doesn't do well. And the metrics will will indicate. So um, I've read stories about it as well. So, uh-huh. I mean, finding a, a sweet spot for a healthy Jet Howard, I think is really going to be key for Juwan Howard uh, moving forward to make this eight-man rotation a nine-man rotation, which is great. But putting Jet in the, in the right role on this mm-hmm. team is great.
0: Well, even saying that uh, leads to some unbelievably interesting dynamics going into towards tournament time because, you know, some, some would contend, well, Jet Howard is the uh, potentially the best offensive player on this team. How could you not start him and all that? Others will say, uh, you know, the, there's, there's two ends of the floor and, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he is someone who is still learning to uh, to make it happen there. And the, and then you bring in the dynamics between different players and how they, how they play when they're on the court together. I, I think that there's still there is still a coming together of this team, a still growing. And these these coaches, I mean, these coaches have been around. We talk about Juwan's relative uh, newness as a head coach at this level, but you've got uh, plenty of guys who have been around it a long, oh, yeah. long time that are in his ear. And and Juwan Howard knows he he knows basketball himself. Uh, So it's going to be incredibly interesting to see how much they can take advantage. That's what this is about now. How much can they take advantage of what's left of a season that looked to be a lost one, but clearly is not now if they respond the right way? And that leads to my next question. Can they steal one more out of these last two?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, and they could do it another way. I mean, they could drop both and then get to Sunday, and they're probably, in. I mean, I, I, I kind of got, I, I kind of went pretty simplified in this thing. I said, uh, if you want to sleep the night before selection Sunday, so Saturday night, if you want to sleep as a Michigan player or whatever, soundly, without any anxiety that the committee's going to hose you, you get mm-hmm. to 20, you get to 20 wins. Okay. They're at 17 yeah. right now, they need three wins. So, and the the beauty of winning these first two regular seasons, get, getting one here is because these are, I mean, beating Indiana would be huge. I mean, that's, that would be awesome. Illinois is not ranked. I'm, you know, there's still, I think, a quad one. well you're on the mm-hmm. road, you know, if you get a quad, a quad one is in the top 35 um, on the road or, you know, I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, thinking that it's a top 35 on the road, whatever. Um, that that would be huge. so. Um, or I or maybe it's it's it, I take that back. I think it's top seventy-five on the road, top thirty-five at home, uh-huh. and top fifty neutral. That's what it is. So well, I mean, they're wide open. Yeah. So opera it's Lloyd like, Carr used to I said, you know, when, when Michigan was struggling down the stretch and in a couple of old seasons, a lot of football to be played. There's a lot of basketball to be played here. And no, oper- no. They want opportunities. And they have these great opportunities. Uh, where, where people all of a sudden, you know, Mike DeCourcy and others and Joe Linardi or you know, I got him in the last four in, whatever. I mean, they're relevant again. Okay. And we wouldn't have even thunked that, you know, two weeks ago. So right. um uh, common sense will tell you Illinois would be the best opportunity. Uh, although Brad Underwood, when he when he, he gets really mad at his team off a loss, and how do they get blown up? How do they lose by twelve points to Ohio State? Who had lost, what, eleven in a row? So you're kind of catching Illinois at a bad time, but you gotta worry about yourself, right?
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And the reason I bring up uh, these next two games, you know, you're you're looking bigger picture, and I get it, get to 20 wins and all that. But how – my question would be how the tournament committee – and I get it, CMU, bad loss, ugly, all of that. But how do you keep a Big Ten team – with a dozen Big Ten wins, which Michigan would have with one or more out of these last two out of the tournament. After you talk about the, the Big Ten all year long as one of the toughest uh, conferences in America, you've got Michigan what tied for second right now in the Big yeah. Ten, despite everything else that's happened. And uh, if they get one more, you know, out of these next two, that makes them twelve and eight in the Big Ten and solidly in the in the top 5. I just I I get what you're saying and you want to finish out as strong as you possibly can, but I think it would be absolutely fascinating if uh if Michigan finished at 12 and 8 and somehow did not make the tournament.
1: I mean, there's been some ACC teams over the years that have gotten in at 8 and 10. I think someone somebody got in at 7 11 in the Big 10 or in the ACC. You know, one year at 18 games late. You know, it, it's um, it's crazy. The the here's the Big Ten. The you know the Big Twelve is obviously the toughest conference in college basketball. We're, we're not going to argue anything like that about that. The Big Ten, though, although their average ranking is like fifty-eight, whereas the Big Twelve is like in the twenties or something like that. Average net ranking, it's in right. the fifties. The Big Ten is, but it's a it's like so many teams. I mean, there's only like I mean, look at Nebraska. Look, Nebraska's won four out of five. As we're taping this tonight, Michigan State's going to Lincoln. I think they're going to be challenged to beat Nebraska. You know, Nebraska is all of a sudden playing with House, you know, just going out and having fun. They're a thorn in everybody's side. And, I mean, only Minnesota, out of those 14 teams, there's only one team that that gives you that so-called gimme win, and that's Minnesota. And I – you know, so it's it's, it's the most balanced I've watched big Ten basketball since I was a kid. the most balanced overall conference I've ever ever witnessed. and uh, it's there's no great teams, but there's a lot of decent slash pretty good teams and 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 a lot of those are n c two a worthy.
0: yeah, so it, Tom Crawford's big picture is get to twenty wins to 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Uh, to make sure. Um, to sleep Just to, to sleep Saturday or, night, or or just shoot for the moon. Win the last two on the road. Watch Purdue lose them and and tie for the Big Ten championship. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. How, uh, how Who would have, who uh, would have thought that? I mean that that is nuts. That's nuts. That we're sitting right now, and Michigan is in that position. And it's you know it's you know Purdue's you know uh, you know they they got uh, they got they got to go to they got a couple tough games at least at least one. So I mean it could have. right Well.
0: No, probably not going to happen. But the fact that it's even mathematically possible yeah. again, yeah. what have we been talking about ever since, you know, you saw Michigan kind of, uh, have a, a tailspin. It wasn't that long ago that you had the head coach from Michigan saying, uh, these guys aren't doing what they're being asked to do at the end of this game. And mm-hmm. it very much, Uh, alluding to the fact that they were freelancing and that's not a good sign when you're, when you're fairly deep into a season. So since then, obviously, you know, I I don't know if the coaching staff said uh, uh, Hunter Dickinson, you catch this lob, you take one dribble and you nail the three that's going to (laughs) lead us to overtime victory against Wisconsin. But I'll tell you what, he, he, you mentioned him as a backup plan there because he was not the uh, option number one. Pretty good backup plan.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, he he does hit perimeter. And, and it's fitting. I mean, it's kind of really fitting. I mean, here here Hunter has has manufactured this this uh, venomous uh, but you know, relationship with Wisconsin and calling them scumbags and things like that. By the way, he admitted he's giving up his podcast for Lent. He said that in the ah. first, so maybe that's there a good go. thing. You know because probably talked, wise, yeah. I mean, because I've talked to some pretty high level uh, basketball uh, servants, if you will, and it said who said if Hunter Dickinson would shut his mouth and do and just focus on the game, he'd be. I mean, he, he's he's a big dude. He's a load, and 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 he showed that. I mean, he was he was terrific. Uh, you know, for my I mean, because there were. Wisconsin was making it very difficult. But I mean, he got 23 points in this game. He got 10, 23 and 10 is a pretty doggone good outing. You know, he got 13 shots up in this game. I'd like him to get 16 or 20, but I mean, he had he had Stephen Crowley, he had Tyler Wall. He had all these guys banging him. I swear to God, Wisconsin, John, the way they back you down, I mean, they remind me of the of, of driveway basketball. They'll stick mm-hmm. your, you know, they'll 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 stick their butt out and just shove you right in. And um that they, they were playing that grind it out, you know, Jalen Pickett type of post-up play, kid out of Penn State, and it was effective. And Michigan could not shake these guys. And yeah. I thought Michigan was gonna win this game by eight or ten. They ended up doing what it, took overtime. <laughs> but um, this game was a little bit tougher than I thought it was gonna be. I thought this was the easy game. Of, yeah. of the remaining, okay. Of these last four or five. So now, I mean, the 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 uh, the home version of Wisconsin, now we're gonna really find out what Michigan's gonna be made of these next.
0: Oh yeah. Steal one and take your chances, and then uh, have a nice uh, Big Ten tournament run. You can make yourself you can turn this season into a one to remember if in fact we're sitting here a month from now, and Michigan is uh, is somehow in the Sweet 16 <laughs> for the what sixth straight year. Yes, that would be, be something else. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna shift gears. We're coming down the home stretch here in this right. segment of the Wolverine Live. We want to talk a little football, okay. um, and we all obviously have the start of spring football. We've got uh, Jim Harbaugh looking the media dead in the eye and basically saying what me worry about this whole, the, the, the ongoing drama here, not here. He's basically saying, look, you guys would have a story if I wasn't here, I'm here. And, you know, just like I predicted that I would be, I am here and we're going to, you know, we're moving forward. We're going to have a great season. I know, um, Tom Crawford, you were among those and uh, expressing considerable angst about uh, whether or not uh, Jim Harbaugh, in fact, would be in place. What what do you make of the the what me worry uh, take on this?
1: Well, I mean, it's like the, there's some hypocrisy. I mean, he says, you know, I'm here as long as they want me here. So I guess that, well, maybe that's just saying, you know, he said that last year. You know, and then he said he's locked into Michigan after the Minnesota flirtation. And then then he admitted, you know, that he was, you know, looking at uh, situations in the NFL, as was his staff. You know, I, I'm, I'm to the point right now, I'm just callous to it, John. Um, the players don't seem as bothered by it as fans do. I mean, the players seem to. uh to to, to, to not be, you know, they don't comment about it. They don't, they don't, they seem like locked in this next year. And this next year, I mean, this team is freaking loaded. I mean, I, there's been a lot of seasons on the brink for Michigan football. I've anticipated over the years. Um, This one's at the top of the heap in terms of expectation, because I'm expecting to be in the, uh, to be in the college football playoff and potentially and almost likely lose one game in the regular season, not Ohio state. I think there's some, there's some minefields out there. They could drop one on the road and, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't even matter because Mm -hmm. if they beat Ohio state, they're going to go to the big 10 championship. They're going to win that game. And they're, I I got them in the title. I got them in the title game, you know? And, um, but you know, it's like, again, we're not going to find out, um, I mean, they are the only Big Ten team not playing a group of five or not playing a Power Five. There's 14 teams in the Big Ten. Only one team is not playing Power Five. That's Michigan. Okay, I'm not going to get into that because all these World War- <laughs> <laughs> all, they worry all, about all, all schedule. Okay. Okay. But but eventually, I mean, you're going to get beat up on that, and they have already in the last couple of weeks. Sports Illustrated, one of them. But um, I, I, I think there's enough solid road opportunities here to really showcase – what they're all about, and get their credibility up, their equity, and so that you know the lollipop non-conference slate's not going to matter.
0: I agree with you 100%. And I really think, um, again, you you take care of business at the other end of the schedule, and nobody's going to care. Are they going to take some heat early? Yes. Are they going to? Uh, are the pollsters going to? make a point and the, uh, the playoff voters, uh, saying, well, they didn't play, you know, no, we're going to, we're, we've got them just outside, but you got, you go and you win at Penn state and you win at Michigan state and you, uh, and then you take down the Buckeyes at the end. It once again will not matter. I like the fact that, uh, Michigan, uh, does, you know, this is for the the benefit of the of the we've got to uh, play a higher caliber caliber of schedule just down the road just around the corner. you've got Texas, you've got Oklahoma, you've yeah. got uh, Notre Dame coming back uh, in a few years. And so you have all that. And as for Jim Harbaugh himself, I'm hey, kids, all you kids out there? Just hang on, just just enjoy the ride until it's over and uh, and then we'll do something different because uh i I agree with you. You reach a point where you know Jim Harbaugh is going to do what he wants to do, and he he will probably say along the along the way a few times as long as the Michigan's wants me here, uh I'll be here and yeah. that that puts the onus on uh, one word manual and Santa Ono and everybody that is supplying what uh, Michigan football feels like it needs to stay up at this level to uh, to continue to produce and and for Jim Arbaugh to say you know what they they want me here look what happens is, is what it happening with with uh, with the ability to transfer in and look what's happening with, uh, the, uh, the NIL and, and those sorts of things, uh, maybe not out in the public so much, but behind closed doors. So, uh, hey, we're, we're going to wind this thing down. Uh, but I would like to know you met, you already expressed, uh, considerable confidence that Michigan is going to be where it has been these last two years. I want to, I want uh, Tom Crawford to put a percentage on it. Percentage for a Big Ten three-peat by the Wolverines.
1: Uh, that's a good one. Um, and I and I do play the percentage card quite a bit. So I'm going to go 80% chance of winning the Big Ten.
0: Okay. There he yeah. is. Yeah. Mason blue yeah. love goggles, yeah. as he uh, <laughs> refers to at times. Yeah. I am at okay, 75 percent. I decided on that figure before coming in. I, I just think <laughs> I just think that this team, as you mentioned, they're loaded uh, offensively, defensively. they are going to be very good. We talked about uh, Jesse Minter uh, a, a week right. ago. He will be back in place. That is huge news for the Wolverines. They've got so much defensive talent. And they have proven the ability to develop that talent. You think about those young guys up on the defensive line last year that were just getting their feet wet, and maybe going above and beyond. Certainly, some of them anything that we would have expected out of freshman defensive linemen. And uh, you you've enhanced yourself defensively through transfers. You know, we're talking about a uh, you know. Uh, a, couple of very young cornerbacks who may be the, uh, the next great combo for the Wolverines. And uh, I, I just I, – I really like this team, and I think that uh, – I think it's, it's a very good bet that, as you mentioned, you go into that Ohio State game, no losses, one loss, either way, knock off the Buckeyes at home – Bring a little snow again, just to set the scene at Michigan Stadium, and uh, and all's well.
1: Well, as long as the plug and plays when we talked about the transfers on the offensive line work, and this offensive line is even remotely as good as last the last two years, you have an offense that has as much two-dimensional potency that I can ever remember Michigan having. I mean, you're going. We talked about it last week. Probably two one-thousand-yard rushers potentially. You got JG McCarthy, who is probably will go down as the most talented quarterback ever. I mean, talented. Maybe not, you know, maybe it might not come into fruition. This guy is a multi-talent run pass option and and great decision making. And I and he's got a great, he's got a great chemistry with his coach and Jim Harbaugh. So I'm glad that Tandem's back. Um just I mean I'm glad Harbaugh's back next year. If if Harbaugh wins the national championship, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to hang around and I don't really care. And I don't really care what he says anymore. Just mm-hmm. keep, you know, just produce. You got a hell of a staff. You made some great decisions. You got Chris Parker's back on board coaching those linebackers. Um I'm I'm giddy about anticipation of the year. i I an egg all over my face. Um But I'm sitting here, you know, on what February 28th, feeling pretty confident. (laughs) The long way, football's so long away, I don't have to worry about it.
0: There you go. And we will be, you know, we've got football to, uh, as Michigan fans tend to do, dream about months down the road. Yes. We've got Michigan basketball right now in the thick of it after uh, appearing to be out of it. So, plenty to talk about in the weeks to come. We will certainly do that with a man that, uh, um remember vitamin energy you know you buy one, get one free with the code Wolverine Bogo as you see uh listed there get get to uh, vitaminenergy.com and you too will have the energy of a Tom Crawford or maybe beyond. <laughs> Tom great, great having you with us. We'll do this again next week and I much appreciate you.
1: Always a pleasure. it'll be Big Ten uh tournament week and we'll preview that. look forward to it, JB.